Hey everybody, Randall Lawrence here. Just wanted to drop in real quick and let you know that the River City Podcast Federation is going to be having its launch show on Sunday, April 2nd, right before Control Yourself. You're going to get to see three amazing podcasts recorded live. Doors are going to be at 6. Show is at 6.30. The show itself is free. Please come and see the show. Support local comedy. Support these podcasts. We will see you there again, Alberta Street Pub. Doors at 6 p.m. on April 2nd. Enjoy Control Yourself recorded live. Control Yourself. going for Randall Lawrence in the sound booth. It's fun because sometimes Randall and I, like, she's like, Shh. <laughs> to each other, we're like, should we just yell at everyone today? Should we just yell at everyone to clap? And we're going to. But you're already here and on board, and that's perfect, and everything's great. You guys feeling okay? Is anyone, al- yeah? Good. No one's dead yet? No one's, I mean, like, besides, like, internally? Lots of people are dead. Way to bring it down, you know? I was like doing a thing and then like you derailed it, but that's fine. Um, just kidding. Um, I, I said this before and I, I, I jumped the gun, I didn't mean to, but uh, because we are recording this one. Round of applause if you've been to Control Yourself Comedy before, in the past. Yeah, number one show for three motherfucking years. Round of applause, this is your first time. you earlier and now you're like no we're here like that's great that's good that's good welcome um sundays if uh for those of you who have not been participating with us in the past it's three years of weekly sunday nights where i just get to um unload on you guys as if i could afford therapy but i have you and it's fun it's kind of like it's like a good marketing thing because i can tell you my um uh, (laughs) hopes and fears and dreams and then you get to get drunk and give, and then they pay me, and you pay them. It's like a full cert, like, this is dope, you know? <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. Anyone fuck with Zoloft? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys fucking with Zoloft these days, or no? Oh, uh, yeah. That's okay, that was kind of a call. With me, you were like, you can, are you? What are you on, sir? <laughs> No, you don't want it. Now you're embarrassed. Well, mental health matters, so why don't you just promote it? Who cares? You know what I mean? It's like, I know I already have holes in my brain. Maybe this one will fill it or something. Like, who cares? But it's making me... Zoloft is really good if uh, you want to become dumb. Like, just the dumbest. 
person alive. Like, I forget words as they're coming out of my mouth. Like, I don't finish my sentences anymore. Um, it's been two months. But I do... Um, Zola sounds really good if you want to, like, accidentally tell someone you love them and then on the, on the first date, and then they go, oh, my God, me too, and then, and then you're, like, in that scenario together. <laughs> That's what Zoloft's good for. <laughs> Apparently, I do have a boyfriend now. Um, <laughs> he's great. He's cute. Uh, he's younger than me. I'm uh, halfway to 60, and he he's a quarter century, so... That felt, maybe I'm not so dumb. Maybe I figured that out on the spot. Okay. That's good. I'm fine. I'm fine. We got a hot toddies. Who cares? Um, but I realized our age difference when we were, he's so cute. He's so cute and he's so nice um, and he really likes me, but he drives so slow that I hate him. I'm like hateful towards him in the car. And we were in the car and we were driving literally just like four blocks and in those blocks he was telling me about his hopes and his dreams and and I was like couldn't get out fast enough you know if Zoloft needs a spokesperson um I'm totes of ale sometimes I just want to shake my whole body and start over I don't know um <laughs> You know what I mean? You just want to shave your entire body, go to sleep, and wake up like a dolphin or something. And those are just my hopes and dreams, too. But it's fine. Uh, but I like using the word, the term boyfriend. Now, I, I, haven't, I haven't used the word boyfriend, the term, in like 10 years. Like, no joke. Um, if you've known anything about my comedy career, this is a nightmare. So um, <laughs> I only talk about being single. This is far, this is uncharted territory. This is like a Bermuda Triangle for me. Um, but I'm, I'm interested, you know, 2017, fuck it. You know, let's do, some, let's do things new, do new stuff, you know? Um, I have a rash on my neck, it's fun. Like, who cares, like, new, you know? I went to the doctor and I was like, what is this? And he goes, he goes oh, it's mold. <laughs> You're telling me that we have the worst president in the in entire history of the fucking planet and I have mold on my neck? What is happening? And she's like, yeah, it's from the trees. Uh, <laughs> so like society hates me and also nature. I don't know where the fuck to go. She gave me a cream, it didn't work. Anyways, on. <laughs> I like the word, I, I, just, I like the term boyfriend though, I do, I like it. Um, I think it's better, I'm, I refuse to use the term partner. I don't judge you if you, I don't care if you use it. I personally don't appreciate the term partner because it sounds like a rodeo that no one's having fun at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is my partner. We signed up for hog tying and none of us are drinking. Like that <laughs> sounds awful. life I want to live. Does anyone have a nickname that they're not proud of or that they don't like? Ooh, some giggles, some secret giggles. <laughs> no one? What's yours? 
for those of you who did not hear, um, volunteer right in the front row before even putting his hand down said his nickname is Hamster Butt. <laughs> Do we need to ask more questions? No, I don't know where it came from. The hamster? You don't know where the hamster came from? Or the name? The nickname? One day, so one of your douchey-ass friends just walked up to your dad? <laughs> your fucking father! You, you were burst in his balls and you and he's like this is my son hamster butt <laughs> what the fuck nightmare did you grow up in <laughs> I don't even want to know anymore I fear we'll get shut down or something <laughs> anyone on this side of the room <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Um, I have plenty of nicknames, and they're all self-indulged. Uh, Not indulged. That's the word I'm looking for. I, br I brought them upon myself. Inflicted. Inflicted. Thank you. God, it's like a walking dictionary. <laughs> you know, sometimes you put your, your screensaver on, like, the dictionary thing because you feel smart, but you never read it. You know, that's... Okay, well... Um, yeah, I grew up in Wisconsin, I'm sorry, and they're, growing up in Wisconsin as a, as a ch I mean, from like sixth grade, I was just drinking and, and training to be a housewife. That's all I know how to do, and killing it. Normally, like, it's like a standing ovation and like a marriage proposal, but you're fine, that's fine. I don't need you. One night, we in high school, we had these thing called girls' poker nights. We called them GPNs. We even fucking screen printed T-shirts that said GPN because we were white and rich, and that's what we did. And we, we girls' poker nights, which just meant that one of um, the girls whose parents were truly alcoholics would leave, and then we'd go have a party at their house. But it was only for girls. That's how we justified it. We're like, no boys allowed. So then we knew we want to get in trouble, but we were just getting fucked up, like hardcore, and. Uh, Rating liquor cabinets. We'd, we'd go on MarthaStewart.com and, and find a drink recipe to make. So I, I can't, I mean, we gifted each other aprons for like Christmas as seniors. Like, you, I don't understand. I'm, a, I'm like, trained to be a housewife. Okay, so. You're right, that went on too long. I understand. So. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> One night, we were uh, learning how to make Cosmopolitans, which is a really fruity drink, right? So what better way to wash down all that uh, sugar than with Taco Bell? Like, there's some... <laughs> well, it's a perfect combination. And someone brave soul who wasn't as drunk as the rest uh, forged her way in a car to Taco Bell. I'm not promoting, I'm just telling facts. And then... <laughs> Because we're all like, yeah, don't, like there's no, I don't think there's ever been a sober driver at Taco Bell <laughs> in the history of Taco Bells. And I kind of respect that, you know? I think that's the kind of alcoholic I want to be friends with, one that's like, I got this. Cool. Um, <laughs> now I feel bad. What if someone in the audience has like a dead sibling from a drunk driving accident? I'm sorry. I don't mean, okay. Anyways, I. <laughs> Thank 
you for coming on this journey with me. I promise it's almost over. It's so almost over. <laughs> Give a fuck. Okay, so... So... <laughs> Girlfriend comes back with all this Taco Bell, and um, I'm a selfish person, so I ate it all. And and I, but God works in mysterious ways. And punishment time was flash forward after little Joanne eating all of the Taco Bell and none of her girlfriends having any. I just am upstairs in the second bathroom, just. <laughs> So she hears the call. She comes running. She's like, Joanne, what's wrong? Back. There's meat coming out of my nose. Everyone's going to call me Meat Nose Joe. She's like, we weren't. But we will now. So to this day, I'm Meat Nose Joe. Thank you. Thank you. We made it. You guys ready to continue with the show? Yeah, fuck yeah. You guys are always the most amazing audience members. Thank you so much. Um, and the coolest part about Control Yourself that happens on Sundays is that it's a weekly show and we have amazing drop-in guests all the time. And not even drop-in with drop-ins, but also like curated fucking amazing out-of-town guests. And your next comic coming to stage is no exception. They're here visiting us from Seattle. So excited. Killing it all around Portland while they're visiting. Give a warm welcome for Andy. I want to make sure I get it right. Andy, I want to see you. Yes, Charlizam. <laughs> they're already judging me. As soon as I sit down, they're like, she's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm Andy, as you might have heard. Um, I'm a transgender gal. Um, I've been doing the hormones thing for about a year and a half or so. Got some small moves out of it. <laughs> so it hasn't been a total bust. <laughs> For those of you following along in podcast form, my boobs aren't that big. <laughs> Take a second to pull out some clay and shape them into small mounds. <laughs> They're that size. <laughs> also, congratulations on the small mounds of clay. 
there are people sitting here in a bar, I'm going to hold them for a second while I give instructions to the person following along with small bits of clay listening to this podcast. (laughs) Put your thumb into them. (laughs) Shape them in a circle. You can make delightful shot glasses. Because if there's one thing I know, it's that the flatter a shot glass is, the more pretentious you can pretend it is a cause for. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what I'm saying. Like, pour a shot glass onto a, like, pour a shot glass into a glass, your friends will will confront you about your problem. (laughs) Pour that same shot onto a dish plate, they're like suddenly respective of your beliefs. (laughs) You're like, this is for my ancestors. You're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Anyway. Um... I have, yeah, I've done the hormones thing for a bit here. I have, uh, like, as far as, as far as boobs I wanted, or have gotten, <laughs> let's not be respectful. Like, I don't want to just, like, I don't want to downplay the boobs that I have. Like, as far as boobs I wanted, I didn't want bigger boobs than heels I would wear. <laughs> So, like, a little less, like, fuck-me pumps. For those following along in the podcast, my hand is far out from my chest. (laughs) So a little less, like, fuck-me pumps, and a little more, like, ask me in a hushed tone where the reference section is. Clogs, librarian heels, something responsible, right? Right? You want a responsible amount of boobs. <laughs> but, like, I've had over 5,000 pills in the past year, and I do not have a dance music hit. <laughs> There's no street value for estrogen. <laughs> Always like, there's there's no way it's like, hey, you heard about the Molly? How'd you like to be the Molly? <laughs> there's no street value for something that makes you sensitive and emotional and grow boobs when beer is already legal. <laughs> <laughs> For those following along with the podcast, I took a sip of beer. I suggest you take a sip of beer too, especially if you're at work. But like, like it's weird going through a girl's puberty with the brain of a 35-year-old. I guess what I'm saying is, I am basically Lisa Simpson. <laughs> And I, sh- like, I'm going through puberty. I shouldn't get along with my father, but my father is a vegetarian folk singer. <laughs> I'm vegan for health reasons. Don't worry. I see you won't worry. Don't worry. 
I'm feeling better <laughs> than all of you. <laughs> My dad's a vegetarian folk singer. I'm the vegan trans gal. I have basically one-upped him. <laughs> The only way he could be any happier is if I came out as an acoustic guitar. <laughs> like, made of kale. <laughs> also, I'm like a folk coffee house. It's also a Unitarian church. <laughs> we adopt kittens named after different kinds of chai. We got a jellyfish named Kombucha for some reason. <laughs> but more so than not, like, people have questions. And I understand people have questions, and it's not up to the oppressed to explain their oppression. But I don't mind answering these questions because I know that I'm saving. If I answer one of these questions, I'm saving another trans person an awkward conversation. And when these questions came at my work, my coworker stopped me in the break room. He's like, Andy. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Confirming it was me. <laughs> Andy, again, confirming it was me. Yeah. <laughs> You're taking more months, right? Yeah. Because this is a challenge. <laughs> today. Um, like, Take a hormones, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, does that mean you can get pregnant? <laughs> and there should be a bigger laugh there. Because, no, just because I'm taking estrogen doesn't mean I can magically become pregnant. Or, you know, just magically sprout girl parts, okay? Just because I'm taking estrogen doesn't mean I magically sprout a vagina. You don't just throw estrogen in the ground and up pops a vagina bush covered in blood. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't fall asleep at a party and somebody throws... 30 vaginas up your leg like a jazz clarinet. You're pleasing vaginas for the first time in your life. Like, no. No, like, that would mean, like, if that would mean, like, if they're throwing them in the ground, that would mean that every, every, like, landscape painting was a George O'Keefe word. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, no. This right here is the can't afford a vagina monologue. <laughs> So I told him yes. <laughs> Considering the last thing that was inside me, uh, I'm expecting to give birth to a hot pocket full of ramen. And I won't name it. It's got a pocket, it's got noodles. It is up to itself. Don't gender your fucking hot pockets. If you learn one thing from tonight, it's not that Andy was funny. It's that I'm not gonna need my fucking hot pockets. Like society wants me to. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
Andy, you left your hair all over the mic stand. <laughs> okay. You guys, your next comic. Comic. Also, P.S. Real quick. Um, I hope Andy in that story that uh, that that gentleman thinks you can get pregnant via your butt. Because <laughs> that. I would you know, kids need to learn. So this is why we need Planned Parenthood. And anytime I can plug Planned Parenthood, I'm gonna try. Thank you. I'm I'm gonna try. Butt sex. Your next comment coming <laughs> to the stage. She's here. You're you're so early. And I have so many announcements for you. Okay. Yeah. He's the best. He's a dear friend of the show. Um, April fourth. Hosting, curating your for April 5th, 4th? 5th. Jesus Christ. April 5th at Helium Comedy Club. One of the best spots besides here to see comedy. Um, uh, curating, hosting his own show. Um, the, 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 on something. It's called something. Loose Cannons. Are you on it? Okay, cool. Yeah, hey, round of applause for Steve Magnuson in the front row. Very funny comic. Also, uh, help host the open mic. Cool. Uh, this is again. I'm killing it. So, um, and and uh, you have a podcast that again is a really exhausting name. Um, the the underbelly of the witching hour. Underside. The oh, that was so close. The underside of the witching hour. Check out that multiple hours. Okay, um, that's enough. Um, I can feel myself sweating. Okay, so whatever. Your next comic coming to the stage is so very funny. You're gonna enjoy him and love him just as much as everyone else does. Give a huge round of applause for the very hilarious Tim Ledwith. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's give it. Hey, let's let's give it up. Let's let's give it up. Let, let, no, seriously, let's give it up. No, 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 seriously, give it up whatever you're doing the odds are stacked against you you probably shouldn't be doing it give it up just give it up uh anybody here on a valentine's day date no. joke just keeps getting funnier can't wait to do it in august 2013 Valentine's Day was really special for me, you know. I had, I had just started uh, comedy, was really uh, idealistic about that. I, uh, uh, Obama had just started uh, his second term. I was a dirt poor romantic that went to QFC and stole two heart-shaped steaks and a big box of wine for my soon-to-be wife. And fast forward. You got 2017 Valentine's Day. You got Trump. Um, well, I feel like I'm killing it at comedy because because of all you right now. But normally I would say this at an open mic, and it would be very funny that I would say I'm here. Um, I just signed divorce papers. Yeah, woo. Um, and stakes have. Security tags now. <laughs> Fuck out of here. But, you know, why would someone want a divorce 
a guy that looks like he's gonna be shot in front of a 1993 Mustang with a wing on it. <laughs> now to the podcast listeners at home, I'm wearing an uh, Italia track jacket. I have two chains on. One is definitely made of platinum. Um, you know how I know it's made of platinum? Because the clasp broke and I'm using a twisty tie. And I'm wearing a generic bodega ill-fitted hat that just says Boston in the Boston colors but isn't a sports team. It'd be, a lot, it'd be a lot funnier if I just described how I looked on stage all the time. Eat up some minutes! I don't know, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, though, with the dating. Like, like, dating, right? What? <laughs> ladies, ladies, I just can't wrap my head around you because I'm not a serpentine. <laughs> Trying to date. I got two girlfriends, I think. <laughs> I don't know how it works. It's kind of nice, though, you know, and I was, you know, when I was dating, I was like, you know, I was really looking like, you know, I was really looking for that sort of like real sweaty eyebrow sort of like malaise sort of uh, like up against the wall nodding off kind of love that I would see at the Burger King by the Hawthorne Bridge. But, you know, just looking for a girl to with some big old uh, field hockey legs with sit around in her underwear with black lipstick on eating go-gurts, you know what I mean? Like a real, <laughs> real ride or die chick, you know? Someone I can watch Adam Curtis documentaries with, you know? I just want to find someone that I could just slowly slide through, you know, like the nose on Double Dare, you know? Really take my time to find the flag, you know? Looking for stability! <laughs> but why did my marriage end? Oh, I don't know, maybe crystal meth? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had a problem with crystal meth. <laughs> for the podcast listeners at home, I guess it's going to be a thing that will be happening through the night. Uh, I pretended to, there's windows on the stage, and I pretended to look through blinds. Crystal meth's hell of a drug, man. <laughs> Crystal meth will make an episode of Ren and Stimpy happen in your mouth and outside of it. <laughs> it's fucking wild, man. I don't know. I, uh, I think going off to war would have sucked. If your uh, discman had, didn't have a 60-second... Anti-skip protection. <laughs> you know, when you're trying to listen to your OzFest 99 CD? It's like, you know, it's all like... Bodies, 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 bodies. Hit, 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 hit. Or, you know, or it would be like... Oh. 
sort of thing might give you PTSD. I had I had PTSD, but I didn't go to war. I got I well, I went to war against the patriarchy. Uh, I got molested by a couple of patriarchs. It's fine. Well, I guess I didn't fight back. But hey, that's back when boys were boys. We're fucking Boston, dude. That's what boys were boys. You know, we weren't like these little millennial kitty cat boys, LaCroix boys, pouting in the corner. You know, with indoor scarves on. We didn't cry at the end of my girl. My neck hurts. I can't. I'm not going to fuck that chair, by the way, because this is we're on a podcast. Like, normally I would fuck the... So, but here's the thing, is the kind of sex I have is, is, is exactly like the Windows 95 screensaver with the pipes, and it's very conducive for a chair. Now, those at the podcast listeners at home, a chair has four, it's, the pipes could go in between the four legs, it's, if you want to get a visual for how I like the fuck. I don't call it having sex anymore. I call it uh, smashing fractals. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I love. I, you know, so as I mentioned, I'm from from Boston. You know, it's a little different, a little different out there, I guess. You know, like I was just back there and I uh, got psychically called a faggot just for saying thank you to a bus driver. I got psychically called a faggot harder than if than a, he had just called me one. I also, uh, you know, I tried to go to my old Burger King. Now it's a super cuts. Fuck gentrification, man. People complain about here, though. They'll be like, Port Portland's so passive aggressive. It's like it's better than aggressive aggressive. Never got stabbed. In Portland for having eyes. <laughs> they look in front of me when I walk, you know. But one thing here in Portland, we got that show Portlandia, and it, you know, it, people have mixed feelings on it. Some people love it, some people hate it. Uh, you know, I have friends that are on it. I would be on it. I would do anything for money. But yeah, that show Portlandia. I think one of the criticisms I have for it is that the kinds of people that I've seen in Portland, I've been here eight years, and the kinds of people that I see in Portland never uh, really represented on that show. Like, where's all the gay tweakers on <laughs> Portlandia? Seems like everywhere I go in Portland, nothing but gay tweakers. Now, if you didn't laugh at that joke, but you read it, like maybe some of the people that can't hear but want to hear the podcast at home or reading the transcription of it. I don't know. That probably happens. <laughs> the words everywhere I go would have been in all caps. <laughs> you would have got the joke. <laughs> I'm going to end with uh, an impression, okay? So you guys, see if you guys can guess it, all right? Ah. Bye!
It was a bikini barista I met once. All right, that's been my time. Thank you. the fuck that just was please check out the rest of what we do at rivercitypodcastfederation.com be prepared it's about 45 minutes of that yep yep anyway rivercitypodcastfederation.com enjoy the show you're listening to we're I'm called sure carnival probably better Woo! than ours carnival 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 cannibal hey everybody it is 1 27 a.m in the carnival studio and I am here to let you know that this episode of Control Yourself is brought to you by Audible. With Audible, you can stream thousands of titles to your phone, PC, or tablet instantly, at any time, any book you can possibly think of in the world. That's not true, but it's still, go for it. Anyway, audibletrial.com forward slash control is going to get you a free 30-day subscription as well as a free audio book. So audibletrial.com forward slash control will get you all of that back to control yourself i tim had tim left with an impression and i just have one quick one it's my one and only impression um and in uh here we go do you know when you're um getting dinner at walgreens and you uh see the candy aisle <laughs> And uh, you reach into a big box of Snickers, like the value family pack, but it's Halloween time. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a a motion sensor ghost (laughs) hanging over the bag of Snickers. Close your eyes. single podcast recording that we've got. I'm so proud of it. Okay, um, you guys, you ready for your next comic coming to the stage? Great, you're having such a good time. That's amazing. I'm sorry it's hot in here. The, the heat's not on. Don't ask me. So, um, amazing. It's just all of your sexy bodies just emulating. And this next comic is also so sexy. We're gonna, like, panty drop her. Everyone's gonna get a boner. It's gonna be so much fun. This next comic um, has a public access show. Um, you, hella sketch, wasn't supposed to say it because it might get changed, but we don't know. Check him out. Yeah. Very funny. So excited that he's here. You guys give a round of applause for our dear friend, the hilarious Paul Schlesinger! Thank you, guys. My name is Paul, which is short for Perfect Angel Understanding Life. and I hope I do a really good job tonight and that maybe I get my first kiss it's just it's just a hot audience and just never been kissed I I I do do anal (laughs) 
I've had a lot of anal sex, but no kissing. I'm saying that's for love. I'm a nice boy with a little bit of an edge. I, ju I just started taking improv classes. I've been doing stand-up for a while, and I wanted to just, yeah, take some improv classes. And it's, improv is a little different than stand-up. Um, in my level one improv class, I got accused of hate speech. <laughs> and it was, it was only just regular racism. <laughs> I did a, a culturally insensitive impression that I would like to do for you guys right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding, okay? I'm not gonna do the impression. Right? I learned that if you're a white guy, you should only do impressions of white people. And that's why I have this amazing impression that I'm doing for you right now. It's very good. Okay. Are you talking to me? Are you telling me I'm not the president? Okay. I'm going to get my first kiss tonight. I can feel it. Or just back up anal, which is, you know... I didn't mean, I was not planning on saying anal this many times tonight. <laughs> I have uh, time for one more song. <laughs> Freedom. Free. E. I. D. Uh, um, I was a prisoner of fear Prisoner of fear <laughs> Freedom Free uh, um, I was a prisoner of fear I could not see clear. <laughs> hey, man, there's no right way to look at anything. Uh. <laughs> Thank you. That song is called Friendship Stress Test. And and I just want to say, if you don't like it, you're not wrong. If you guys don't like what's going on, you're not wrong. Right there, yeah. 
It's okay. I'm the temporary leader. You may sit there. You may leave. No, sit over there. This next song, I've toned down. I've toned it down a little bit. It was a little more edgy. And now it's just called Crushing That P-Word Dubstep Remix. And it's about falling in love and maybe finding a new mom. I know I haven't known you long, but you remind me of my mom. Can I please call you my mom? Don't worry, babe, it's not a sexual thing, but we will make out and I will call you mom. And you will pay my bills and always take care of me. And if you do these simple things and put me before your own needs, I will always love you. I will always love you. Woo! Crush that. Pay my cell phone bill, girl. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You are you're you guys are really a great audience. Uh, can you guys give yourselves in unison one clap together? Okay. <laughs> close. That was actually pretty close for how many people we have here. Pretty close. I have uh, time for one encore. So, I'm good to, the set has gone beyond my wildest expectations of how good it could possibly be, okay? You'll never marry my daughter, fucker. Okay? You can get milk out of anything with nipples, okay? So, my grandma is 90 years old, and she, she, she hates Trump. And she has she's come alive again, almost like protesting. And, and it's, it's great to see her. She, I mean, she's, she said she's not going to rest until he is no longer president. And I don't like Trump, but I'm not trying to take away anything that is keeping my granny going. So I wrote a song about it and it's called Make My Granny Alive in America Great Again. <laughs> Trump got elected with the help of Russian hacker spies. But I just can't say goodbye to those old brown cloudy eyes. Trump might miss the last shot we have to stop the ice age. 
Luckily last Christmas, Granny knitted me some mittens. <laughs> Trump might throw us all in jail, might start nuclear war. Well, I love being free, I love being alive, but I love Granny most. And what's that they say about love? Trump's hate. <laughs> so I know what I have to do. I'ma help Donald Trump get reelected. I'ma help Donald Trump overthrow the government. I'm keeping my granny alive with those old cloudy eyes and her two broken hips and her arthritis while everything else in this world falls apart. But if granny's alive, that's all I want is to make my granny alive in America great again. All hail Emperor President Donald Trump. Granny, I'm doing this for you. Okay, wait, wait, we're not the Nazis, all right? We're different, the fingers are different than the Nazis. I know, I know that impression doesn't make a lot of sense, but I think that's what makes it so chillingly realistic. All right, thank you guys very much. My name is Paul. Okay, got it. We nailed it. Um, what a job! You guys having a good time? Woo! Because I felt bad that I Paul's like, don't say the name of my thing. I'm like, I can't say, hey, watch public access for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just to find him on there. So follow him on Twitter. Um, he has really fun tweets, like this one that just says. Uh, uh, being human has both helped and hurt me. <laughs> or tweets like this that says costume jewelry hats are only increasing in value. Invest now! Triple exclamation. Uh, you can find him at Paul S-L-E-S-H. One more time for Paul! You guys, we got two more comics left on this bill. You win this to win this. Yeah. Uh, yes, awesome, awesome. Uh, your next comic coming to the stage is such a dear friend of the show, so goddamn hilarious. Also part of the, the River City Podcast Federation with his podcast called Chumba and Wumba. Yeah, yeah you guys give a round of applause for the very, very hilarious Alex Rios. Hey! I know I look like a guy that always knows where duct tape is. Thank you. I'm gonna be turning 30 in April. It's a thing that's gonna happen to me. And I realize I'm getting fatter because of it. Like right now. And not so much getting fatter as I am, like, gaining tits. <laughs> like, everywhere. 
Like, if I were to take off my shirt, I would look like two fat cats that are pregnant back to back. I got a lot of fears in life. I'm afraid of a lot of things. I think it's fair to say that everyone's afraid of something. And I also think it's fair to say that most people might be afraid of me. Uh, I get it. I look like if John Belushi just fucked a whole entire skate shop. I'm, I'm Mexican. What if that's where the joke ended? Just put them shy, yi, yi. <laughs> Mexican, I'm not very good at being Mexican. This is how Mexican I am. I'm Taco Bell Mexican. It's kind of Mexican I am. I'm, there is something that's one me- that's very Mexican about me, and that is I work in a kitchen. It's all right, white people. We're back there. I checked. <laughs> Working in a kitchen is a very dangerous job when you're a guy my size and you got these bad girls on your chest. Because sometimes somebody will throw an elbow and hit me right in the tit. It's very sad, you're right. There's always be like a guy with wild elbows hit me right in the tit and I see him like feel the tit. see him stop and get all nervous the wheels are turning and I know he's thinking oh I just hit a girl in the tit and I stop and do the same thing I'm like oh he thinks I'm a girl then we both stop turn around very slowly and lock eyes and then I just kiss him I don't like it when people call this part of your body your junk. It's not junk, it's treasure. Because it reminded me when I lived at my parents' house and we had a junk drawer. And now every time I take off someone's pants, I think a bunch of broken scissors and rubber bands are going to fall out of it. My parents aren't dead. But if they were to die, that'd be really sad. Because that means I'll have to get a new cell phone provider. <laughs> I think a lot of people in this town, especially, want to keep very good care of their skin. Keep it nice and soft and supple with lo- lotions and oils and moisturizers. A lot of people want to take oatmeal baths. I don't want to take an oatmeal bath. I want to take a brunch bath. Just a bathtub full of hollandaise and floating poached eggs. It sounds gross, but it gets worse. Because you still have to wait in line. You're right, the groan. I want to get some skinny jeans because they're super cool. These aren't skinny jeans. They're regular jeans. All I did was just stand in one spot and eat. And eat. These used to be Jinkos. (laughs) 
I recently found... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I recently found out that the Dalai Lama isn't an animal. <laughs> Do you guys think that fish cry air tears? <laughs> Thank you. You stop laughing, I'm trying to perform. <laughs> I hate board games and transitions. I hate board games, they're so dumb. I even, I hate, I hate card games too. Apples to apples and Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, it's just, Cards Against Humanity is just for like white PC people that get the way of saying words. That's all that is for. Yeah. That really hit a chord, didn't it? I don't like card games because cards are little boards. I think the only reason why people play board games is to sit around in a circle and find out who's the friend that can't read good. <laughs> Billy's an idiot. <laughs> I also don't like eagles. <laughs> they go together. I don't like eagles, not the band, but bald eagles. And the band sucks too, but... I... I don't like bald eagles, they're not even real birds. Have you ever seen one? Ugh. They're gross, they're scavengers. They're raccoons with wings. They're garbage chickens. You know, you know, when you're like, you ever seen one, you know, like on your phone? You know what they look like to me? You know what they look like to me? They look like a racist old man. They do with that like, beak it's all yellow and crusty they look like they've been smoking marlboro reds for like 80 years like every time they fly they just kind of look like they're saying build a wall, build a wall. <laughs> people on the podcast i just slapped the table Nice. Um, you guys ever been to Hawthorne Street? Ugh. It's okay right now, but on the, in the summer, it's disgusting. It's like a, it's like a breeding ground for white people with dreadlocks. It's just. Ugh. In the summer, it smells like blue cheese and feet. It's disgusting, but it's accurate. <laughs> I was walking down the street, minding my own business, and I saw this guy, this like 25-year-old white guy that had dreadlocks on his head. They were nice though, like beat-in, trust fund locks, I liked them. He's <laughs> a real big weirdo, just like, he was wearing like a sleeveless shirt, but it, like, it, they, this wasn't connected, it was like a butt flap for your torso. <laughs> 
no shoes, short shorts. Only only one of them was a short. The other one was a pants. He was mumbling and walking towards me and just going. Nah, nah, nah. And he locked eyes with me and just goes, "Hey, shut up!" I wasn't talking. And he got even closer and he goes, "Hey, get out of Oregon, you right-wing Republican asshole!" This is the new face of the Tea Party. <laughs> We're all fucked. <laughs> and then I just started thinking, maybe I'm a Republican to him. Like I have shoes. <laughs> Republican. <laughs> so this is my impression. This is an impression of a miniature elephant. That's it. Thanks guys, have a good night. You ready for your final comic on this bill? Shut the fuck up. Do that one more time. Are you ready? For your final comic. We've had an amazing rock block of, of comics. And uh, this next comic show, you're in for so many treats is what's happening. Tonight's been a gem of a night. And this next comic loves getting sappy. So I figure that, that getting sappy for his intro is just like par for core. You know, like he's dear friend. Portland comedy staple, moved away, chasing dreams, back here. You can catch his headlining show, like like full-on headlining show, Secret Society on Wednesday. Go get tickets for that. Uh, you will be sad if you miss it. But he's here right now for you. Give a round of applause for the very funny Sean Jordan! Goddamn right. Uh, I know you guys have clapped a lot. You've done a lot of giving it up. Uh, but please, one more time for every comedian that you've seen tonight. Clap for him, right? Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for coming out. I appreciate it. I, uh, I do live in L.A. now. Everybody gets mad. They get mad when you move to L.A., and then they get mad when you come back here to hang out. It's like, what the fuck? What do you want? Shut the hell up, you yeah? know? People ask me how Los Angeles is. I think people... Like my mom and all my friends from South Dakota, and they're just like, oh, dog, you live in L.A., that must be dope. I think that I live in a different L.A. than they think I do. I don't live in the Tom Hanks L.A., you know what I mean? They're just like, how's L.A.? And I'm like, wow, how do you feel about stress diarrhea? You like that? <laughs> I've never had diarrhea before when I didn't eat anything. That's crazy. I'm too broke to buy food, and I still have diarrhea. That's, well, that's nuts. Look at There's Elijah Wood. How fun is this, huh? Look at that. What am I, in L.A.? I'm in an art gallery. I hate art. What am I doing here? This is fun. Oh, diarrhea. I could have pooped. <laughs> it was that funny. You're right. <laughs> to everybody listening, somebody just doubled over. So. I get a sunburn every day in Los Angeles. And that's a weird... It's like the sun just saying, like, what are you doing outside? Take your weird Irish ass, go into a bar, get hammered like I made you to do. <laughs> Take your weird blotchy Irish skin and go sit in the dark. 
I don't like when you get a sunburn. I don't understand why it's okay for people to bring it up all the time. Like if I had a cleft palate, nobody would walk up and be like, "Whoa, what a gross cleft palate you have." But when you have a sunburn, people just—it's like they don't. The strangers will be like, "Whoa, fuck, God, scared me." You got a sunburn. Do you know that weirdo face? The sun burned your face. Yeah, dog, I know that. When something happens to my face, I know it way before you. You're not splitting the atom by telling me that I got a sunburn on my face. I can feel it. You can't feel it. So back the fuck up. You're crowding the plate a little bit. I have, uh, I have issues with my skin. I had, when I was uh, like high school, when I was a high school, I used to be a high school. When I was in high school, when I was in high school, I had pretty much, the, I, I'd say the worst case of acne I've ever seen on a living person. Maybe there's dead people that had, maybe they died from acne that had a little, little worse than I did. And so when people bring up my skin, I get really self-conscious. When I, when I was a kid, I tried to get rid of it. I tried proactive. And I don't know if you guys remember, it was supposed to be like the cure-all, the end-all of acne. And one of their first spokespeople was Jennifer Love Hewitt. God bless her. I'm sure she's fantastic. Are you a Jennifer Love Hewitt fan? That's, that's a rarity. Nobody's like, fucking Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm saying. Lacey Chabert, no big deal. Nev Campbell, I know Party of Five. Matthew Fox and Scott Wolf. fuck with me, right? <laughs> I can handle party of five. I may have been born, but it wasn't yesterday. Know what I mean? About, about 35 years ago, just in time to watch Party of Five. Starring Nev Campbell and uh, Lacey Chabert, the aforementioned Jennifer Love Hewitt, Scott Wolf, and Matthew Fox. So, I tried proactive, and it was Jennifer Love Hewitt. She was a spokesperson, and I'm sure she's great. We live in the same city, so I'm sure I'll bump into her at some point. But I don't, need, I don't need a gorgeous person telling me how ugly I am. That was the whole commercial. She hopped on TV. She goes, hey, listen, fellas. Ladies love a guy with clear skin. <laughs> well, no fucking shit, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I knew that way before your punk ass hopped on TV and told me. I know that. I know it's not a good look. It's not flattering to have open sores all over your face. I'm very clear on that, Jennifer Love Hewitt from Party of Five. I get I smell what you're stepping in. I hear you clucking, big chicken. You're not... I wasn't excited about it. I wasn't getting up to go to high school looking in the mirror like, what? Oh, shit. Mom, get in here. Look at this. Look at my face. My acne is off the chains right now. Fucking bobbing and weaving. Know what I mean? Playing the game. You can barely tell that I'm a real boy. It's like somebody held me down and put a hot iron on both sides of my face. And now I get to go to high school where everybody is so nice. This is fucking dope. This is gonna build that confidence so high. I'll probably get laid on the way to school. Someone will just jump out of the bushes and make love to me to death. So I'm in there like swimwear. This must be that good day that Ice Cube kept talking about, right? Those of you listening, I'm dancing. <clears throat> got my glasses on. I normally don't wear these. I have a, have a scratch on my eyeball right now. Isn't that gross? I went in, so I woke up the other day and my eye was super red and I walked into a pharmacy and the, per the pharmacist was probably 30 feet away from me and I walked in and I was just standing at the counter and she goes, hey, can I help you? I was like, yeah, I have a question. She goes, all right, what's your question? 30 feet away from me. We're at a pharmacy. Get the fuck 
next to me. You know, it's not something, if I'm at a pharmacy, I'm not trying to scream my mystery question. You don't know what I'm going to talk about. And this is like the kind of person that would go to a pharmacy and like ask a medical question from somebody who they're not paying. It's the kind of person who's probably got some weird shit going on. So this is an ear to ear thing. It's not like a 30 feet thing. I'm not going to ask you why grass is green. You know, get over here. I didn't know what was going on with my eyes. So she goes, what's your question? I was like, is there any shot at you coming over here? And she said, she's like, no, what do you, what do you, I'm busy. What do you need? And I go, well, I think I have pink eye. And then there's like strangers who I didn't touch, by the way. I hadn't touched any of these people. And they're just wiping their like, oh, God. When people hear something gross, they just like, oh, God. And they just wipe their stomach like this. Like I, like I went and rubbed my eye all over their palm before I asked. Because fucking pink eye, it's not. It's a scratched eyeball. I went in and she told me that. And I was like, ah, oh, that's gross. Weird. And uh, when you go in to the doctor, and I've, I've told this before, I haven't actually done this in a while. They still ask you how many drinks per week you have. So I'm in the doctor for a scratched eyeball. If I put down the right number, is it going to unscratch my eyeball? Why the fuck do you need to know how I'm choosing to deal with my scratch on my eyeball? Yeah, I'm going to let my hair down a little bit. I'm going to have 19, 20 drinks over the weekend. Call it a day. The first option on there was one to four, by the way, per week. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. One to four drinks per week. What am I going to do with one to four drinks in a Mofkin week? We're not talking like a bank week. There's no holidays. Seven days American. Why would I have one to four drinks per week? Either drink or don't drink. I'm not saying you have to get hammered all the time, but what are you doing having four drinks a week? That just makes you kind of a dick, you know? Like, what are you doing? You like the way it tastes? Get the fuck out of here with that. We're not in college. You're not going to be like, oh, I love tequila, bro. No, you don't. It's disgusting. You like being drunk. I get that. So do I. Drink more than four drinks a week or don't. What are you doing with four drinks a week? Well, I just like to have a shot of whiskey every other day to remind myself that the devil's real. No big deal. No biggie. I was just reading the Bible every other night, trying to balance things out. And the last option was 13 to question mark. The audacity to put, if you're marking the 13, you drink a lot, you know? What's the question mark for? What? It's not doing anything. What's it for? Just so I can be like, well, that question mark, it should be 50. That's what I have. Sometimes I have 50 drinks a week. I'm not bragging about it. I'm 35. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but it happens sometimes. And when I, so I wrote that down. I made my own little line and I wrote 50 on there. And the doctor, when the doctor was looking at it, you could see when she got to like the part that said 50 drinks a week. I might as well have wrote, I had sex with a child last night, right after that question mark. The way that her eyes popped out of her head and she just looked at it and you can tell she's thinking like, hey, dipshit, maybe if you didn't have 50 drinks a week, you wouldn't be in here with a mystery scratch on your eyeball. Because I don't know how I scratched my eyeball. It could have been one of those 50 drinks maybe hopped up and scratched my eyeball. I have no idea. I don't have health insurance. I kept bringing that up too. Oh, you don't have health insurance. That sucks. You're right. It does. Yeah, I know that. I knew that right when I woke up and my eye was blood red. I was like, ah, duct tape ain't going to work this time. So we're going to have to go to the old doctor. Everybody brought it up too. Like, with the, you know, 
back the fuck up. Why do you need to bring that up so you feel better about yourself? I get it. You have health insurance. I don't. I'm funnier than you, probably, so <laughs> shut up. Maybe. I don't know. Some people that work at the doctor's office are probably pretty funny, so I don't even know if that's a fact. The last girl that brought it up, she's, she put some like iodine in my eye and like doing a, a blacklight thing, and as she's doing that, she's like, oh, you don't have any health insurance. That sucks. And I was just like, I don't know why you think that sucks. I'm never going to pay this bill. <laughs> Why, you tell me, why on God's green earth would I pay the bill and you fix me before I pay it? If you want me to pay the medical bill, make me pay for it up front. Otherwise, it ain't happening. I had a meeting, me and my damn self, we had a meeting with each other. And we're a house united and we decided as a, as a cohesive unit that we're going to keep that specific hospital visit at the low, low price of on the motherfucking house. We're happy about it. Huh? Go team. I don't like wearing my glasses. I'm going to wear my glasses. I paid $500 for these glasses, and specifically so they wouldn't glare. Now, there's four lights. I'm going to give you guys four guesses of what do you think I see? Four, four $125 glares. That's what I see. I didn't graduate college, but I got a little math in there. I went to the optometrist because my eyes are always red. I went a while back. And I was like, hey, my eyes are always red. Looks like I'm stoned out of my gourd constantly. Do you have like a Tide stick? Something you just kind of swipe over it? Get rid of the red part? And she goes, no, that's crazy. You're grown up. You should know that we don't do that. We're doctors. And I was like, all right, well, you know, what can we do about it? She goes, nothing. You're just going to have red eyes your whole life. So you're going to look like a creep. And also, I will. I'll just have red eyes forever. I have a ruptured blood vessel in my left eye. So that's gross. My eyes are gross. I think if there's one thing we can take away from my set, it's to have gross eyes. told me I was legally blind, which it bummed me out when she said that. She goes, you're legally blind. And I look, I must have looked upset. And she goes, well, at least you're not totally blind. Stop with that. Don't, don't immediately try to downplay what you just, that was bad news. I don't like being legally blind. Just because being blind all the way is shittier doesn't mean that legally blind isn't still kind of shitty. You know what I mean? Two things can suck at the same time. It happens constantly. Let's say, let's say I'm walking down the street with a friend of mine, right? Just walking down the street and somebody runs up and stabs my friend 30 times and then they stab me once. Still sucks I got stabbed. I wouldn't be happy about it. I'd be like, damn, you know, that sucks. You got stabbed 30 times. I thought that was a little excessive when they were doing it. Not gonna lie. You remember the first time they stabbed you though? Before they did it 29 more times. That's the world I'm living in. Not tight. I go, I'm legally blind. I don't know what that means. And she goes, well, your depth perception's all messed up. And I was like, well, I guess treat me like I'm dumber than you think I am. Because I still have no idea what that means. And so she told me when she goes, well, let's put it this way. You'll never be a quarterback or a pilot. <laughs> quick with a joke to light up my smoke. You know what I mean? You know how I knew that I was never going to be a quarterback or a pilot? Because the last time I got my eyes checked, I was 34 years old and I wasn't a quarterback or a pilot. And I'm never going to be. You don't wake up on your 35th birthday. Just look at your hand and think, well, you know what this little dick beater is missing is a motherfucking Super Bowl ring. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys very much. I've been Sean Jordan. Thank you so much for coming out. Have a good night.
see his headlining show, Secret Society, on Wednesday. Um, honestly, poor Sean, um, because this show's been rescheduled twice because of snow and it and th- that and he's but but then we get all these treats of him being here. So one more time for Sean Jordan. And I know you've done it, but this is the last round. Keep that round of applause going for all the fucking comics that you saw this evening. Everyone murdered.